0: Letter 28 of letters from Egypt by lady lucy duff gordon read for librivox.org into the public domain to sir alexander duff gordon wednesday january 20th 1864 i received your welcome letters of december 15th and 25th on monday to my great joy but was much grieved to hear of thomas's death and still more so to hear from janet that thackeray and mrs allison were dead she died the morning I left Cairo, so her last act, almost, was to send sweetmeats to the boat after me on the evening before. Poor dear soul! Her sweetness and patience were very touching. We have had a week of piercing winds, and yesterday I stayed in bed, to the great surprise of Mustafa's little girl who came to see me. To-day was beautiful again, and I mounted old Mustafa's cob pony and jogged over his farm with him and lunching on delicious sour cream and fatira at a neighboring village, to the great delight of the fellahim. It was more biblical than ever. The people were all relations of Mustafa's, and to see Sidi Omar, the head of the household, and the young men coming in from the field, and the flocks and herds and camels and asses, was like a beautiful dream. All these people are of high blood, and a sort of roll of battle is kept here for the genealogies of the noble Arabs who came in with Amr the first Arab conqueror and lieutenant of Omar. Not one of these brown men, who do not own a second shirt, would give his brown daughter to the greatest Turkish pasha. This country noblesse is more interesting to me by far than the town-people, though Omar, who is quite a cockney and piques himself on being delicate, turns up his nose at their beggarly pride, as Londoners used to do at bare-legged highlanders. The air of perfect equality, except as to the respect due to the head of the clan, with which the villagers treated Mustafa, and which he fully returned, made it all seem so very gentlemanly. They are not so dazzled by a little show, and far more manly than the Kyrenes. I am on visiting terms with all the county families resident at Luxor already. The Nazir, magistrate, is a very nice person, and my Sheikh Yusuf, who is of the highest blood, being descended from Abul Hajjaj himself, is quite charming. There is an intelligent little German here, as Austrian consul, who draws very nicely. I went into his house, and was startled by hearing a pretty Arab boy, his servant, inquire, den Coffee bringen? What next? They are all mad to learn languages, and Mustafa begs me and Sally to teach his little girl Zeyneb English. Friday, 22nd. Yesterday I rode over to Karnak, with Mustafa's Saiz running by my side. Glorious hot sun and delicious air! To hear the Saiz chatter away, his tongue running as fast as his feet, made me deeply envious of his lungs. Mustafa joined me and pressed me to go to visit the sheikh's tomb for the benefit of my health, as he and Sheik Yusuf wished to say a fatha for me, but I must not drink wine at dinner. I made a little difficulty on the score difference of religion, but Sheikh Yusuf, who came up, said that he presumed I worshipped God, and not stones, and that sincere prayers were good anywhere. Clearly the bigotry would have been on my side if I had refused any longer. So in the evening I went with Mustafa. It was a very curious sight, the little dome illuminated, with as much oil as the mosque could afford, and the tombs of Abu el-Hajjaj and his three sons. A magnificent old man, like Father Abraham himself, dressed in white, sat on a carpet at the foot of the tomb. He was the head of the family of Abu el-Hajjaj. He made me sit by, and was extremely polite. Then came the Nazir, the Kadi, a Turk traveling on government business, and a few other gentlemen, who all sat down round us after kissing the hand of the old sheikh. Every one talked. In fact, it was a soiree for the entertainment of the dead sheikh. A party of men sat at the further end of the place, with their faces to the kibla, and played on a tarabuka, sort of a small drum stretched on earthenware which gives a peculiar sound, a tambourine without bells, and a little tinkling cymbals fitted on thumb and fingers, cortales, and chanted songs in honor of Mohammed and verses from the Psalms of David. Every now and then one of our little party left off talking, and prayed a little, or counted his beads the old sheikh sent for coffee, and gave me the first cup, a wonderful concession. At last the Nazir proposed a fata for me, which the whole group round me repeated aloud, and then each said to me, Our Lord God, bless and give thee health and peace to thee and thy family, and take thee back safe to thy master and thy children, one adding Amin and giving the salam with the hand. I returned it, and said, Our Lord, reward thee and all the people of kindness to strangers which was considered a very proper answer. After that we went away, and the worthy Nazir walked home with me to take a pipe and a glass of sherbet, and enjoy a talk about his wife and eight children, who were all in Fum El bakr except two boys at school in Cairo. Government appointments are so precarious that it is not worth while to move them up here, as the expense would be too heavy on a salary of fifteen pounds a month, with the chance of recall any day. In Cairo or Lower Egypt it would be quite impossible for a Christian to enter a sheikh's tomb at all, above all on his birthday festival and on the night of Friday. FRIDAY, JANUARY 29. I have been too unwell to write all this week, but will finish this to-day to send off by Lady Herbert's boat. The last week has been very cold here, the thermometer at fifty-nine degrees and sixty degrees, with a nipping wind and bright sun. I was obliged to keep my bed for three or four days, as, of course, a palazzo without doors or windows to speak of was very trying, though far better than a boat. Yesterday and to-day are much better, not really much warmer, but a different air. The Mulid, festival of the sheikh terminated last Saturday with a procession, in which the new cover of his tomb and the ancient sacred boat were carried on men's shoulders. It all seemed to have walked out of the royal tombs, only dusty and shabby instead of gorgeous. These festivals of the dead are such as Herodotus alludes to, as held in honor of him whose name he dares not mention, him who sleeps in Philae. Only the name is changed, and the mummy is absent. For a fortnight every one who had a horse and could ride came and made Fantasia every afternoon for two hours before sunset, and very pretty it was. The people here show their good blood in their riding. On the last three days all strangers were entertained with bread and cooked meat at the expense of the Luxor people. Every house killed a sheep and baked bread. As I could not do that for want of servants enough, I sent one hundred piastres twelve shillings, to the servants of Abu el-Hajjaj at the mosque to pay for the oil burnt at the tomb, etc. I was not well and in bed, but I hear that my gift gave immense satisfaction, and that I was again well prayed for. The Coptic bishop came to see me, but he is a tipsy old monk and an impudent beggar. He sent for tea as he was ill, so I went to see him, and perceived that his disorder was Araki. He has a very nice black slave, a Christian, Abyssinian, I think, who is a friend of Omar's, and who sent Omar a handsome dinner already cooked. Among other things a chicken stuffed with green wheat was excellent. Omar constantly gets dinner sent him, a lot of bread, some dates and cooked fowls or pigeons, and fatira with honey, all tied up hot in a cloth. I gave an old fellow a pill and dose some days ago, but his Dura Ilya took no notice, and he came for more, and got castor oil. I have not seen him since, but his employer, fella Omar, sent me a lot of delicious butter in return. I think it shows great intelligence in these people how none of them will any longer consult an Arab Hakim if they can get a European to him. They now ask directly whether the government doctors have been to Europe to learn Hekma, and if not they don't trust them. For poor savages and heathens se si bet. I had to interrupt my lessons from illness, but Sheikh Yusuf came again last night. I have mastered Abba Sheddah o Musbittin, Ibi Sheda o Heftedin, etc. Oh, dear! what must poor Arab children suffer in learning A-B-C? It is a terrible alphabet, and the shekel, points, are désespérants. But now I stick for want of a dictionary. Mr. Arrowsmith kindly gave me Miss Martineau's book, which I have begun. It is true as far as it goes, but there is the usual defect. The people are not real people, only part of the scenery to her, as to most Europeans." You may conceive how much we are naturalized when I tell you that I have received a serious offer of marriage for Sally. Mustafa Aga has requested me to give her to him for his eldest son Said, a nice lad of nineteen or twenty at most. As Mustafa is the richest and most considerable person here, it shows that the Arabs draw no unfavorable conclusions as to our morals from the freedom of our manners. He said, of course, she would keep her own religion and her own customs. Syed is still in Alexandria, so it will be time to refuse when he returns. I said she was too old, but they think that no objection at all. She will have to say that her father would not allow it, for of course a handsome offer deserves a civil refusal. Sally's proposals would be quite an ethnological study. Mustafa asked what I should require as dowry for her. Fancy Sally as Harim of the Sheikh el-Beled of Luxor!" I am so charmed with my house that I begin seriously to contemplate staying here all the time. Cairo is so dear now, and so many dead cattle are buried there, that I think I should do better in this place. There is a huge hall, so large and cold now as to be uninhabitable, which in summer would be glorious. My dear old captain, of steamer twelve, would bring me up coffee and candles, and if I sap and learn to talk to people I shall have plenty of company. The cattle disease has not extended above Minya to any degree, and here there has not been a case. Alhamdulillah, food is very good here, rather less than half Cairo prices even now. In summer it will be half that. Mustapha urges me to stay and proposes a picnic of a few days over in the tombs with his harem as a diversion. I have got a photo for a stereoscope which I send you of my two beloved, lovely palm trees on the river bank just above and looking over Philae. Hitherto my right side has been the bad one, but now one side is uneasy and the other impossible to lie on. It does not make me sleep pleasantly, and the loss of my good, sound sleep tries me, and so I don't seem well. We shall see what hot weather will do. If that fails, I will give up the contest, and come home to see as much as I shall have time for of you and my chicks. End of letter 28 Read by Cybella Denton All LibriVox files are in the public domain. For more information, please visit LibriVox.org.